Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palette, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, did you hear that? That actually was a better clink, I guess, than I thought. Usually we get that clang with that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. <laughs> There's that a was, sound in there. Well, that was a that was a beautiful sound that you just made. Um, so our clink sounded differently this this week because we're cheersing with port glasses. No drink, Jen. I've noticed you haven't okay. drank yet, so she's gonna she's gonna cheers. But yes, we are drinking. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I love a good port. I know, I do too. This is actually one of my favorite ports too. Nice. It's the Sandeman. Sandeman. It, it looks like. Yeah, the Sandeman port. I don't know. It's a tawny port. We'll talk more about tawny ports later. But yes. Um, oh, it's so delicious. Um, so anyway, today we're talking about dessert wines yes. and um, sweets to go with, with your with your. Oh, you sweets. Just say if it. you just have say sweets, it. You, no, just sweets say it. You want to say it. So well, I said it. Sweets to go with your sweet. Yes. Or if you if you've got a fun date, you might want to have a nice little dessert. Oh, for all wine. you lovers out there, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. Jen, there's nothing better coming out there. No. There is there is single awareness day. There is. The day is it the day well, after? I, I'm very aware aware of my singleness. Before? But you can still drink a oh, sweet I, oh, wine I drink. on those days. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or you mean, can just drink. I, I still drink. You know, I, I do all have you know Valentine's Day? There's a lot. Of, there's I still have a lot of red on Valentine's Day. Red wine. Oh, I usually make my you know I maybe make some pasta with some tomato sauce, which are good for the heart. <laughs> exactly. You know <laughs> why? Why the heck not? So anyway, um, today we're talking about dessert wines, and um, a funny thing about dessert wines. When I think of dessert, I usually think of dessert as after dinner. Yes. Um, but it doesn't. A dessert wine doesn't actually have to be after dinner um a dessert wine just is a sweeter wine and honestly and but sometimes a dessert wine is something you actually have before dinner and as an aperitif yeah and i learned that for the first time here i've always thought and made myself drink them after dinner because i thought and now i've learned i can drink them before i'm happy exactly (laughs) i know you can actually it's kind of like you know those cocktails you can have any time of the day yes it's it's kind of falling into that category for me now so um yeah a dessert wine is something you can have before dinner you can have after dinner not they don't all fit into that category necessarily but there are certain ones like a moscato um which is this fizzy like medium sweet um drink um, the reason it falls into that category is um, it can it can stimulate your appetite in the Ooh. beginning of the uh, meal, but it can also kind of settle your stomach at the end and kind of it has that sweetness to kind of satiate you. It has that it falls at, falls in that fine line. It's kind that of awesome. Sweet middle spot. It's like perfect. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So today we're going to talk about all different kinds of dessert dessert wines and. Um, I think you're all going to be ready to drink after this. Oh, I'm. Well, we're drinking so, now. So, Mark, tell us <laughs> what is a dessert wine by yes. definition? Well, it's hard to define a dessert wine because there is no like firm definition. Um, uh, what I was able to find is uh, if you're in the UK, uh, a dessert wine there is considered to be any sweet wine that is drunk with a meal, um, as opposed to the white fortified wines like the sherry or the moscato. Uh, Moscato, is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, which are drank before the meal. And then, of course, you have your red fortified wines like your ports, which are drunk after it. So there's a lot in there, but basically the dessert wine is a sweet wine to drink with the meal 
if you're in the UK. Now, if you're okay. in the United States, a dessert wine is legally defined as any wine over 14% alcohol by volume, which includes fortified or unfortified wines. And there's some speculation that that was done a little while ago, mostly because they could tax it higher. Um, and so it was kind of an easy oh. way to call it a, a certain wine, get a little bit, you know, A, it's easier to define, and B, you get more taxes on a. Those sneaky, sneaky people. Wine. Now that's speculation. Right. But speculation. <laughs> anyway, so there, there, there's a lot, uh, you know, basically when I think of a dessert wine, it's, it's a sweet wine. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, there's no other way. I mean, you know, you're drinking dessert wine because it's sweet, sugary and heaven. I completely agree. No. I, that is how I would define it. A sweet wine. Like you threw another word in there. I sugary, sugary and heaven. And heaven. I love a good dessert wine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and as opposed to a dry wine. We've talked about dry wines before in previous episodes. And, you know, they have less, um, they're less sweet. There's less. Yeah. So the drier the wine, the right. less sweet it is. Yeah, exactly. So a good dessert wine has as little dryness. Well, in my opinion, because I like my stuff sweet. But you know, the we, le- know. <laughs> yeah, we know. But the less sweet, the better. Correct. Right? For you. For oh, me. Oh, right. The less, well, wait, the less, wait, what did you just say? Oh, I, I did. You just, I think you just contradicted yourself. I might have. The less, the less sweet, the drier the wine. Right. The more sweet, the better. Yes, I think you that's what you meant I to say just, for yourself. Yes, yes. For, for me, I, I did just. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I've already had too much. Pork. I know. Man, <laughs> this, this port will get you. <laughs> it, it's hard. Yeah, I know. It's fortified. Fortified. Yeah. Um. So, what are some of the challenges in making this? Well, this heavenly beverage. <laughs> the heavenly beverage. Well, the challenge in getting a good dessert wine is the balance between the alcohol and the sugar. So you need to get good alcohol level, but you also want to get that good sugar because that's where the sweetness is. Well, right. But the challenge is the fermentation process is when the sugar is converted to alcohol. So if you let it ferment too long, um, then you lose all your sugar. (laughs) If you don't let it ferment long enough then you lose your alcohol. So you can have a really sweet, low alcohol, really, um, or not very sweet, and higher alcohol. Yes, <laughs> I'm getting that right. Yeah. So so it's finding that balance in there, but um, there's other ways to do it, or four kind of ways that, that are generally kind of um, brought into production or making dessert wines to make this happen. Um, one is to try and grow higher sugar grapes, um, because the hot, more sugar there is in the grape, then you can burn more off for alcohol and still have more left. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, you can add sugar or honey. Um, Ooh, honey. That sounds so good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I saw that and I'm like, maybe they're doing it and I don't know, but I need to find some that have a little bit of honey in there. But sometimes, too, it's one of those things where you think like, oh, honey, it's going to taste like honey. And they add honey and it doesn't taste like honey. Yeah. Um, but I'll have to try and find out is what I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can add alcohol, um, so let it get sugar, more sugary. Um, let let more of the let more of the or stop the alcohol process sooner to have more sugar, and then you just add a little bit more alcohol. Um, generally, it might be a brandy or something else, but you know something else in there to kind of raise that alcohol up. Because I, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but dessert wines, well, we talked about in the United States, and we they tend to have a much higher alcohol content than your average wine. Right, which is probably why, I mean, I don't know if we mentioned this, but the glasses we're drinking out of are small. Yes. You don't drink a big glass like you would a normal, like a wine glass, 
you drink a five, you know, they say five ounces. My, my glass <laughs> of wine are usually a lot bigger than that. Nine. But exactly. That's mine, eight but, to nine. I mean, when you drink port or sherry or one of the other dessert wines, your glasses are pretty small because yes. these it's pretty high in alcohol. Yeah, it, and, well, and of, it is sweet, but you know it's it's high in alcohol. Yeah, well, it's kind of like a shot glass, right? Like you wouldn't pour a beer mug full of whiskey. What are you talking um, about? I well, okay, maybe <laughs> pour a beer mug full of whiskey, but still, it's a higher alcohol content, so you're going to drink less of it, right? Um, uh, you know, to to manage that. And then the last way is just finding ways to remove the water, which could be drying the grapes, which results in a raisin wine. So if you ever heard people talk about raisin wines, um, or if the wine tastes much more like raisins, maybe that was done, um, and or by freezing the grapes, and we'll talk a little bit about that, which gets into some of the ice wines. Um, but that's just kind of, again, some of the fun fact challenge production stuff. I mean, um, we like to teach you all the, the background, everything that goes into these things. Oh, well, yeah. It's important stuff because you never know. I mean, it's, it's they're all different, yes. you know? And, you know, we talked actually um, a little bit about pairing these um, the port previously. So I just mm-hmm. want to go back to that really quickly, just so we have a, you know, a little throwback. Um, when you are having port, if you're having it at the end of a meal, it's always good to make sure that you're pour, uh, pairing it with something that it, the wine should be sweeter than the food you're serving it with. So make sure that if you're having your port, whatever dessert you're having, is not something ridiculously sweet. Unless you're Mark. Unless you're Mark. You know, of course there are exceptions. <laughs> kind of like we say, drink what you like, eat what you, li- eat what you like to. Yes. <laughs> you know, whatever makes you happy. But in terms of actual pairing, if you, I don't know. You know, that's what the experts say. But, you know, we always, you know, eat what you like, drink what you like. Do what makes you happy. Exactly. And, and our episodes, if you haven't noticed, they are somewhat billed on one another. So we do try to talk back and mention in case you haven't listened to the pairing one. But we strongly recommend you go back and listen yeah, to the past one. episodes. The pairing was a good one. Actually. It is a good yeah. one. I know. I like that one. Um, I mean, I like all of them. But I, re- I really like that one. Uh, okay. So we talked about, we've mentioned fortified and unfortified. And I want to just talk about what that actually means. Please, because so, before we did this, I had no idea what a fortified wine right. meant. I just knew that these were fortified wines. Right. So when I think of the word fortified, I think of the word forte, which means stronger yes. in Spanish, right? And yeah. which is basically kind of what it is. It's, it's making it, it's taking what that alcohol is and it's making it, or taking the wine, I guess, and making it stronger. And so it's taking the alcohol, the wine, the, what for lack of a better word, and adding brandy to it or some other alcohol to give it force yes (laughs) um kind of like what you were saying just a second ago which is to add that alcohol so that to kind of help with that conundrum of the sweetness alcohol balance balance, right yes well and it's and you say brandy and, and it may be actual brandy but sometimes it's called brandy but it's not the it's not brandy like you and i would think of um, and I don't know much more than that, <laughs> other than oh, like, um, it's you. it's kind of a a, um, a brandy derivative, if you oh, will. Oh, interesting. So yeah. Huh. So yeah. So it's just a- it's the adding of alcohol. It's fortifying it with alcohol to add that alcohol to make it more alcoholic. <laughs> and do you know when that might have started? No, I don't. I've got some fun oh, facts. You know, I like us. my history. Okay, tell us. I always I always pull out my little history here and there where I can dig it up. And so this is rumored. Um, I mean, a lot of history is kind of, you know, yeah. sometimes hard to define that this is exactly what caused this or the root of this or the whatnot. But it is a fact 
that um, when the British started fighting the French, um, so they're fighting. So obviously they don't want to be importing French wines <laughs> um, because you know you're you're at war with them. You're probably not getting good trade deals. So they started importing a lot of their wine from Portugal, and. It's a long, tough voyage, um, much tougher to get from Portugal to uh, the UK or to Britain at the time than it is for, you know, to get it from France. Yeah. So they started adding the, the brandy or the additional alcohol to help it survive the trip because it would last longer, store oh. longer, um, and ship better. So Interesting. that is believed to be kind of the, at least one of the, maybe if not the starting point, one of the things that really kind of made it, brought it to light and made it more popular. Huh. That is so interesting. Wow. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. Well, there are two main types of fortified wines that we'll be talking about, which are port and sherry, and we'll go into more details on those in a bit. Um, and then there are unfortified wines, um, which get their sweetness from something else, like adding sugar or, I guess, honey, which I had not heard about. Um, or they can naturally concentrate the sugars within the grapes. Um Two of the common types are noble rot, which sounds disgusting, especially when we go into more detail. I can't wait to tell you guys about that. Uh, and then, I just read it, and I honestly didn't research much beyond that because it didn't look good. Um, it's actually super cool. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about that one. Please. <laughs> um, and then ice wines are another one. Um, one of my favorites, so I'll talk on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I actually, I don't know if I've ever even tried ice wine. Oh, you should have told uh, me. My I mom loves one. ice wine because she loves sweet stuff like you do. I will hook you up with an ice wine, Jen. It's okay. I, I think, I don't know if it's, well. You'll, we'll, we'll talk about ice. We'll okay. talk about Noble Rot and maybe okay. I'll have to try one and we'll talk about ice I wine. I think we should try a Noble Rot try wine one. just to say we did. Okay. Especially now that I know what it is, I feel like I have to try it. Well, tell me what it is, Jen. Right now? Well, uh, is there, I don't know. Is, oh, yeah. Is there? Oh, yeah. yeah I am no, going to talk mean, about it right now. Unless there's more to talk about. No, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, okay, let's do it. Okay, so Noble Rot wines are actually named after I, I can't I, I can't I didn't actually write down the name of the fungus because I didn't know how to say it so <laughs> I, I just avoided it altogether. We but avoid it's named words after a fungus that attacks, shrivels and decays the wine grapes <laughs> <laughs> in certain weather um, conditions and it, so it basically takes the grapes and turns them into raisins. Okay? And just that, naturally. And naturally. Well, I guess the the fungus does yeah, that. Yeah, the fungus so, does that. So okay, it yeah. like attacks it and it like shrivels the little grapes up, right? Shrivels them up. But what it does then is that it ends up concentrating all those flavors and the sugars into those grapes and doing something magical inside of there. That makes sense. I know, but it's a fungus doing this, right? So it sounds disgusting. Well, I'm, but it's actually awesome. I'm assuming that fermentation process, or maybe you're going to cover this, kills the fungus. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, there's a fungus among us and no one cares. <laughs> that was beautiful, Jen. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I will, I will let go of the fungus side then. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it does something. It's alcohol. Alcohol kills everything, right? And including us. <laughs> right. Um, so, sommeliers tend to describe flavors in rot wine, but noble, sorry, noble rot wine <laughs> as honey and ginger Flavors like that, which sound delicious to me. Yeah. Um, and when you serve the wine, the Noble Rot wine, it's supposed to be served really, really cold. Okay. Yeah. So it's supposed to be delicious. I mean, honey, ginger, served really, really cold. I, all that sounds great to me. Um, so mm. I don't know if they're, when you were talking about the raisin wine, if this is what they're talking about. 
Um, I'm well, thinking I think, it must be, right? Well, I think with the raisin wine, with the raisin wine, what I read on that was that it actually, they, they dehydrate the grapes. Oh, So it I sounds like another about... way oh, to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. same thing. I did see that actually. You're right. So it's different. Okay. Because right, this is a fungus. Well, same theory, just two different ways of getting right. into it. This one is a fungus attacking it, shriveling it up. The other one is a dehydrating process. Okay. And, and you know up. what? I, I still, I don't like the word noble rot and, and fungus kind of grosses me out. But the description of the flavors. I know, right? I, I'm going to have to try it. I, I will know. try it. We'll try it. It's going to happen. I think we have to do it. Mm. Okay. So there's another one, ice wine. You said it's delicious. Tell me about it. I enjoy ice wine. Now, ice wine... Um, came about possibly as an accident i don't know but it really what you do is you um it most wine laws require for it to be ice wine that the temperatures are below seven degrees celsius or 19 degrees fahrenheit oh so that's pretty cold that outside really cold before you can pick the wine the, the grapes so you're leaving so these are grown in colder temperatures obviously canada does a lot of really good uh germany um you know, in Michigan has done some great ice wines because it gets cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has to be, you have to wait till the, the grapes are essentially frozen on the vine before you can pick them. Um, when you do that and then you keep them frozen and a lot of the water will freeze out. So kind of the same thing as, as the Noble Rot or the Raisin Wine where you're getting the, the, the water out. Um, but the sugars and everything else remains. So if you press them whilst frozen, whilst, uh, whilst I, any opportunity to use that word, I'm sorry. I like using that word. Um, then, then you get this super concentrated juice, okay? And you actually need a special yeast to attack that concentrated u- that, that concentrated juice. And then they Did take- Did you call it use? Use. <laughs> I was going to say use. I, I started to sound like- That um, was yeast and juice combined. Ye- it was. But I also started thinking about um, concentrated, total- Concentrated use. <laughs> concentrated. Well, total divergent, but it was uh, the two utes from uh, <laughs> oh, my, my cousin Vinny. Yes. Oh, I feel like we have to high five <laughs> okay. over that one. Right. <laughs> that, that movie is a classic. Right? Okay. So it's the utes <laughs> of the juice. Of the juice. Anyway, the frozen <laughs> juice or fruits, if you, if you will- um, anyway, they, it also takes a lot longer to ferment, so you end up with these um, very sweet wines, but they also very much balances the acidity. I know Jen is still stuck on my two utes, um, and uh, but the challenge with these is they can be a little bit more expensive because you get much smaller yields generally, and and um, of the grape you get less juice out of them and everything else. But I mean they. And they're served cold as well, but they are yummy-licious. I've got uh, at least a few different really good bottles of ice wine in my oh, cellar. And, right. and where I find other good ones, I will collect them. And I will try a dry rot, or we will try a noble rot, not dry rot, noble rot. And we should also try an ice wine. Okay. I think you should be open to it. I will try it. Because it is. if you like the sweet wines, trust me, among the sweet wines, this is probably the sweetest... Um, that I've tasted, but not in like an overly sweet way. And again, it, it balances it's the acidity. It's the sweetest I've tasted, but not in an overly sweet way. That's what he just said. Well, you know, there's there's t- uh, too sweet. You know what I mean? Where it's just like... Like where you feel like gross. you actually are getting cavities as you're drinking yeah, it? Yeah, like I might as well be eating a spoonful of yeah. sugar. It's not that sweet, but it is... It, it's a good... Try it, Jen. Okay, I'll try it. You okay. know, I'll try anything. All right. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about the fortified. Yes. The fortified. 
Okay, so Sherry. So Sherry actually origi- originated from the Spanish town of Jerez. And to um, be a true Sherry, it actually actually has to be from Jerez, apparently. Um, or the grapes have to be from Jerez. Okay. But things have kind of... People can still call it... People still call it Sherry when it's not from Jerez, but a true Sherry is supposed to be from Jerez. Um, it's naturally sweet, sweet because of how it's fermented, but her, um, Sherry is actually usually pretty dry. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, interesting. And to make a dessert Sherry, they um, usually... Um, add something to it like muscatel. I, I have never heard of muscatel, but no I know there's is. a dessert wine called muscatel that there are something, or there's a sweet something or other. <laughs> <laughs> something sweet called muscatel. It must be kind of like a brandy, but it's a dessert wine, <clears throat> excuse me, that they can add to it that is general, like a lot of times added to a sherry that can add some sweetness to it. Um, and but a lot of times so you'll see if you actually go to a store and i know this because sometimes i've used sherry in cooking you'll see dry sherry and sweet sherry Mm -hmm. um so naturally sherry can be pretty dry so to add the sweetness to it they do fortify it with something i guess muscatel is something like similar to brandy i'm not sure what exactly (laughs) it is but it is a fortifier okay so that works um, and apparently it's best served slightly chilled Okay. And what I found was interesting about sherry is it's aged with the Solera system. Are you familiar with the Solera system? No, I'm not. I am was not either. And I don't know a whole lot more other than it is a cask rotation system oh. where they basically keep constantly blending the younger with the older um, as they kind of rotate it through several oh, different that's casks. that's super cool. Yeah. And so there, that's probably why there's no vintage as well. On We're talking about vintages. And if there's no vintage on it, it's because it's a blend. And so it generally, a good sherry anyway, is, is a blend of, of younger and older to get that full spectrum of taste. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I had not either. It's See, this is, this is why we do this, This Jen. is why we do this. All right. So, so I know we're about to talk about your favorite. I say, can we talk about I know, ports okay, he's, now? He's, he's vibrating <laughs> in his seat right now. All right. Take it away. Ports are one of my favorite wines in the whole wide world. Some people do not like them. They think they're too sweet, too thick. They taste like raisin. And they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I it, it sometimes it's a matter of tasting, you know, kind of the kissing a lot of frogs oh, philosophy. Yeah. You know, like... You know, you have to taste a lot of ports before you find the one you like because they come in a range of sweetnesses, Yeah. you know, and anyway, I know you're going to talk well, a lot about it, so wines, I don't want to, I don't want to steal any thunder from you because you're so excited right now. Well, no, now. it's all good. And, and sweet wines aren't for everybody, which just means more for us. I know. You're and right. You're absolutely right. So, um, a port is, um, and again, if you go by a proper definitions and terms, which I really think we should, and and I try to, and I think most people should respect, but of course not everybody does, but it would be a Portuguese fortified wine. We've talked about that. Um, And it's uh, generally exclusively from the Douro Valley, and that's D-O-U-R-O, in case I am totally mispronouncing that, um, and I apologize. No, that's how I would say it. Okay. And it's from the northern province of Portuga. Portuga? P-O-T-P-O-R-T-U-G-A. I'm going with Portuga. 
and apologizing again. <laughs> um, I have trouble with English, so if you go I, out, that wasn't English. I was say I so. Mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, if you go outside of English, that's my point. <laughs> I, I have I struggle with English, so once it's not English, I'm in trouble, and and so we just pretend and, and move on. Um, so there are fortified wines in the style of port that are produced outside of this region. Um, but under European Union, um, it is a protected designation. And so only the product that it comes from that from Portugal in this region can be labeled as Port or Porto. Um, in the United States, um, if you, you can label it Port, it can come from anywhere in the world. While the names Oporto, Porto, and Vinho do Porto um, are recognized as a foreign port. Now, what I didn't find is if it's a wine, if it's a port that is not from Portugal, uh, what do you call it other than a port? Or how do they, how do they kind of draw that line? So it seems like in the United States, um, from what I'm reading here, it's hard to tell unless you like read on the bottle and it actually says from Portugal to be confident that you're getting a true port. So you really need to look at where the wine is coming from. That doesn't mean it's not a good wine. But for it to be a true port, it it's, should. Come I think if it's there. from Portugal, it'll say Porto. I believe so too. But it, it, it oh Porto, Porto, and Vino Porto de Porto. Porto and Vino, Vino de Porto. Those will both be. Those will be the ports from Portugal. So if it says port, then it then can be from anywhere, right? In the United States. Um, but if it says Porto, it's from Portugal, right? Okay. And then if you're in the UK, if it, it unless it's from Portugal. Portugal, it can't be labeled as it has to be labeled as Porto Porto and can't be labeled as anything else, I think. But if this really matters to you, <laughs> look up your local laws and yep. regulations. And this is only for a couple areas here. Um, but the bottom line is look for Porto particularly and look for it to come from Portugal if you want to get to a true port. So there's over a hundred different varieties of grapes, but usually there's only five used. I'm going to ruin the pronunciation on all of these. Um, so there's a, a Tinta Barroca, mm. a Tinto Cow, Cow, C with a little wave over it, O. Um, and then there's also the Tinta Roriz, which is also known as a Tempranillo, a Toriga Francesca, and a Toriga Nacional. Mm. So uh, I don't know what that means other than those are the grapes that, that generally go into a true port. Um, it's They're usually in these particular grapes, and most of the grapes that go in there, there's a small, dense fruit, so it gives you those concentrated, long-lasting flavors. They're good for aging, and again, they give that good, fruity, sweet flavor to everything. Um, and uh, we're going to talk... Oh, and then the name port. Um, it comes from the later half of the 17th century. There was the seaport city of Porto, um, and that's where it's right at the mouth of that Duro, Duro, D-O-U-R-O river, uh, where, and that's where all the port came from that valley down through there and came out of that port. And so it kind of just started being called Port or Porto after the name of the port yeah. <laughs> from which it came, which Very I thought was cool. kind of fun. Um, so that is kind of port as a whole, although I want to make mention of my favorite port, my favorite of the oh. ports, the Tawny Port. Oh, I was going to say, I really hope you talk about Tawny Port because that's my favorite too. Well, what do you have on Tawny Ports? I've got a couple things, but do well, you have I mean, just that... I mean, just that it's made in... So 
it's made in wood barrels and so that gives it more oaky flavor and it's brown color and i you know just the flavor that comes from that oak barrel is what i love about it and yeah and they are really that's kind of what i got too they're very long aged they spend a lot of time in those oak barrels um it allows it to have a gradual oxidation and evaporation which again just really gets to that and it gives you kind of a little bit more of a like you're talking about that golden brownish kind of a uh, color to it and uh, also a little bit of a nutty flavor to it too i think which just adds something to yeah. the port it's, it's so it's not just sweet but there's a little bit of nutty a little bit more depth to it yep. um and the only thing other kind of thing i have to say on that um is if you're going to drink a a port especially a tawny port um this is one of those where it truly is the older the better um and i personally become a bit of a port snob and if it's it's got to be 20 plus years ideally 30 plus years now it gets considerably more <laughs> expensive the older it gets um, so, you know, even 30 years sometimes can be $20 for a glass. Right. Um, so, you know, you really got to indulge for that. Um, and 10 year can be good, but if you're, you know, you really want the better tawny port, get the older stuff, splurge, spend a little bit more. Yeah. I think this is a 20 that we're drinking right now. Well, it, it tastes like it. Yeah. That's it's delicious. Well, the other. Pairing? Oh, go ahead. What? No, tell me. What were you going to say? I was just saying, I was going to talk some pairing tips for. Oh, I was just going to say ports. another kind of port is Ruby. Oh, um, because, you know, kind of like wine that can be aged in um, oak barrels, Ruby is um, the kind of, it's um, aged in steel barrels. Oh, okay. Um, and it, or concrete tanks. So it's just another kind of port. It has a different flavor profile. And so some people who don't like the kind of flavors that you get in the tawny ports or may prefer the Ruby. The oak nutty. Yeah. Go that direction. So anyway. Yep. Just another option for you if you like a different kind of flavor. Good to know because I did not find any. I did not come across the ruby ports. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, pairing real quick for um, ports is generally good with richly flavored, richly flavored cheeses. Yum. Um, blue cheese, things oh. like that. Uh, well, that's a richly flavored cheese. You that can is. name some others. I know. Uh, I, but that's just oh, one. That was um, chocolate and caramel desserts. Yeah, now you have me. And I believe we've talked uh, in our pairing episode about uh, with the lava cake, uh, lava chocolate cake. Delicious. Um, salted and smoked nuts. Um, I can't say nuts without Jen laughing. It's because I'm 12. It's, I have the you know, maturity of a 12-year-old. And it's also good with a, a sweet, smoky meats like a barbecue or something like that. Oh. So those are some oh, good... Oh, my gosh. Port with barbecue? I, I You know what? That when they mention so that, good. I'm like, I'm going to have to try it because I've never done that before. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Right? Let's have a barbecue and a port. And I'm in. Sold. Okay. <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Oh, well, I'm sure you have plans on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, I do. Know. Sorry, Jen. I'm pretty sure your girlfriend would be upset about After, that. After. On another day. <laughs> okay, yeah. another day. Oh, man. All right. Well, for a summary of all this important information, um, you can go to the unsophisticatedpalette.com. And you can always you know, contact us there with future topic ideas. Give us any feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And make sure you're subscribed, that you've rated us, please. And please tell your friends. And... Um, until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.